Hello and welcome to episode 1077 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Friday, July 15th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning. I'm officially day-to-day as I'm trying to play through an injury. Right I, I I heard IL stint all the way, dude. I cut you. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I think at this point, um, it, you might be better off. I could be out three to four weeks. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, the break's coming up, which is good, mm-hmm. but I had to cut you, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, so for those who... Tell the folks what happened. Yeah, I didn't even tweet it out, so no one has any idea. So playing softball last night, pulled a hamstring. I'm 37 years old. I uh, try try and, and, like, 275 pounds and try to beat out a grounder that I was going to beat out either way because the guy biffed it at shortstop and... um, uh, pull pop my hammy and uh yeah this is uh this is not good first time ever like i i've never like i've been playing sports since i was like five years old and um that is I'm, a positive at least yeah i've never you know pulled a hamstring before i don't even know that i've ever really you know strained a muscle like this before i mean but uh yeah not good I can, no uh, no no not not good at all um hopefully you feel better and you said you're feeling a little bit better from yesterday. I can walk. That, that's yeah, a start. That, that is a, that is an improvement. So um, I don't know. But like I said, I had to cut you. I don't know if I'm going to mm-hmm. replace you with any of these guys that we're going to talk about today. Though. We're going to do first half dud review of hitters. Uh, a mix of duds. They're not all like high-end picks. In fact, they, they kind of run the gamut. we got some early picks. we got some mid and even some late picks. But they're all struggling massively. And really what we want to get to the bottom of is if there's anything worth getting into for the second half. Uh, who are the guys on this list that you want? So let's just dive right in. Let's start with a interesting rookie that we saw out at the Fall League in Bryson Stott. He got the, uh, you know, he got the shot. He's been getting the opportunity. 61 games played this year. Yet he was up to start, went down, and then came back up, right? That's been his trajectory. Um, six homers three steals, but a 187, 256, 301 line for Stott, 207 Babbitt. That really hurts. I mean, the plate skills are okay. 20% K, 9% walk. I got no problems with that. 7% swinging strike rate is really good for Stott. He's just been bad. What's going on with Stott, and what do you see for the future, Justin? Oh, man, this is hard because, like, I, I felt like he was getting better, but, like, you look at the numbers of the, like, over the month of July, he's still hitting 200. Like yep. it's, you know, I, mean, I felt the same thing, by the way, and had to look and go, oh, because I, the only league I have him in is a uh, draft champions, and he's in the mm-hmm. lineup because I have to have him in the lineup. So I haven't been paying attention to the day to day. My perception of looking at the box scores every day was that Stott was playing better. But like you said, that's a 238 average in four homers in June and a 200 average in two homers this month for, for Stott. So it's yeah. not really that good. It is that you know what this messed up part is, Justin. It's a massive improvement on what he did from May. Uh, well, he's May. still hitting with a 176 Babbitt during the month of July. Like so, it's like he's still getting a bit unlucky. Now, when we say he's getting unlucky, like his his average for the year is 187, and his uh, X batting average is 237. That's a pretty good split. That's a pretty good split, right? But, like, he still wouldn't be, like, he'd be still below league average in terms of batting average. So True. But, you know, you, you talk about. You, you'd be palatable. Teams. Yeah, that you could be palatable at two, 237 and, you know, put it on the other side and give some Babbitt good luck. Put him at, like, mm-hmm. a 340 Babbitt. Then what are we talking about with Stott? So, okay, let me say this for sure. Definitely not out long term. However, no one gives a crap about 2023 right now. We need to know what's going on for the rest of this year. Is Stott somebody you would seek out for the second half? And if so, what formats specifically? Um, I mean, I think the only real place he becomes interesting is probably in a 15-team mix or deeper. Uh, here's the thing. like, and We've seen this with Philadelphia hitters is their minor league parks are so hitter-friendly that True. these numbers get kind of overinflated. That being said, there's a lot to like, actually, in Stott's profile. I mean, the zone contact is, like, around 88%. Um, he doesn't swing out of the what, zone. What's, what's the average there on zone contact? For it's folks? around 84, 85. 
So, so you're trending, these, trending these, over average. Yeah, time. you know, and when you start getting into the nineties, you start seeing like guys who are more elite in terms of their zone contact skills. Um, his swing and strike rate is only six point seven percent. You know, like he's he's yeah, showing yeah, really, really good. good plate skills, really good underlying skills. You know, I think maybe a little bit of a change in approach. Like he doesn't pull the ball a ton and maybe he just needs to start pulling it more. He's pulling around 33% of the time. He gets the ball in the air a decent amount. Um, and he's not hitting on the, the ball on the ground a ton. I feel like this is going to get better. Maybe not like, you know, the type of level that some people in the industry were kind of thinking like, oh, he's going to be a star or anything. But like, I think he can get to a point where he is, like, an average fantasy player, um, yeah. you know, especially in a 15-team in a mix, which then means he becomes viable in a 12-teamer. Um, so, like, yeah, if I mean, he's out there in a 15-teamer, I think I'd take the shot on him, but I don't think anything shallower than that he's viable quite yet. Not yet. I agree. Don't jump on Stott for a 12-teamer. I don't think you need to be doing that at this juncture he's 62 percent rostered at the main event i think if i'm a bottom half team and i'm looking for for things that could come on the cheap that could pop i do think stott is intriguing enough to kind of mm -hmm. make him the play at, at, at middle infield there for me this is not a scott kingery situation um which i you know the same way that some people had reservations about julio tied to kelnick it's illogical and we know that, mm -hmm. but sometimes our, our brains lead us down illogical routes and, you know, you have to divorce players from each other because they don't, you know, they're, they're not the same. So Kingery is not Stott and vice versa. So are you um, saying he's not a Kingery because Kingery was good one year? No, I'm saying he's not a oh. Kingery because this is not, he's not going to be like out of the league here. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying because I'm not out on him. And I don't think he's a total flop the way Kingry has kind of uh, looked think, to be at, at this juncture. One of the benefits to Stott is he's a pretty decent defender. And, yes. he, and he's know, playing like a new position, isn't he, at third base? Like, that's not... He's been playing second. Okay, uh, okay. So he's always played a few games at third. But okay, uh, he's mostly played at second base and shortstop kind of split his time between that. 33 games at second, 30 games at shortstop. Which is nice because he gets that multi-positional eligibility. So, like, mm -hmm. if you're putting him on your reserve list as kind of a fill-in, he's covering both those middle infield spots for you, which is something I always like uh, to have. I just I think that people, when you look at someone's minor league numbers, and we're you know we're 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 talking about a lot of guys who are coming up from the minor leagues over the last few weeks, and probably more they're going to be coming up after the break uh, and sure. into September you need to look up like how these stadiums play because that's a good call. Cause Reading is crazy. They're, they're yeah. double a in Philly. I mean, we saw, I mean, Scott Kingery is the example, right? Mm -hmm. Like a guy who just was like crushing the ball in, you know, for the Phillies in triple a and in double a, and then came up and was like, Hey, can't hit his body weight. You know? Um, it, so I mean, that's, I think, you know, you have to take some of the, you know, especially if guys are playing in, you know, the PCL, some of those parks, like, you know, take those numbers with a grain of salt and really rely on, like, you know, Eric Loggenhagen does such great jobs over at the site, like, just, you know, breaking down, like, what a player projects to be, right? Like, how much power he really projects to have or how much speed or, um, you know, and I know that his lists aren't fantasy-centric and there's some great fantasy um, you know, uh, prospect guys out, out in the industry, but like read scouting reports and, and kind of on these guys. And so you don't get tricked into being like, Oh, you know, this guy, you know, he stole 40 bases. He's going to be a burner when he comes up. Well, he really has average speed and he's just kind of taken advantage of really bad, mm -hmm. you know, pitching and catching, you know, in high A or something like that. So no, that, that's a, that's a great point. And one that it's like, Oh, I do have to remember that. Um, you know, and sometimes things don't translate. And and also you can go the other way with that though, too. A guy who doesn't have great speed rating does have good steals because he's really sharp on the bases as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you gotta the park factors part can be tough though. I used to go to stat corner. They don't have um stat corners not what it used to be. They don't have minor league park factors. So I know some, like I like I said, I know Redding is a legit place to hit, but I don't know where to get 
the minor league park factors these days. To get I, a read I talked it. about Eric for a while. You, you know what I do is like if I have a question, I just ask. Like most prospect guys on, like if you talk to, you know, um, Eric Loggenhagen on Twitter or Matt Thompson on Twitter or probably got James committed Anderson, to memory, right? They've got they they know these parts. Yeah. Like you talk to like any of like the major prospect guys, um, you know, uh, or or gals over on Twitter, like they'll tell you like. Hey, this is like th this park just plays up for right-handed hitters, or th mm -hmm. this park, you know, is like you know cavernous, and that's why like this guy's been struggling at Double A. So, like yeah, we know PCL, PCL in general is mm -hmm. pretty high, but it's not everywhere. By the way, I'm mm -hmm. actually looking at some numbers. I found some from MILB from last year, looking at the PCL and um, International League, the two Triple A's. And yes, like Isotopes Park in Albuquerque is crazy for homers. Yeah, Reno is crazy. Yeah. You got somewhere like uh, Portland Beavers PGE Park. Oh, wait, that's mm -hmm. from 2010. Never mind. But they had a 0.68 homer rate. So not everywhere in the PCL was necessarily playing at that level. I'm sure, yeah, I don't think Tacoma plays. Oh, that, article, like... wait, that article is old as hell, by the way. But the PCL, as we know, the ball does fly mm -hmm. generally out there. So it is worth knowing that. Um, Stott did play in some in some good spots, but he never was bad. His lowest stop in the minors was a 130 WRC plus. The bottom line is you're not going to get me to throw him out after 211 plate appearances. Justin seems to agree. We're at least keeping tabs on him and could see a second half pickup. Let's go to a more established veteran who has had some false starts this year. And I even thought at one point we had a scoping on the way for Jonathan Scope uh, because he gets these, you know, usually couple times a year has these periods where he is the best hitter in baseball for like three to six weeks, depending on how long they last. Like I said, he's had a few flirtations with them, but we haven't gotten over the hump. Has the juice run out or does scope have a second half uh, jump that could, that could be a scoping of sorts. Well, he's kind of in the midst of a scoping right he now. He started one. Yes. It's no yeah. power yet. No, but he's got four stolen bases. I know. In this scoping, which is crazy because I was talking about it with someone else the other day. I was like, if you had told me that Jonathan Scope is going to steal five bases this year, I would have been like, oh, whoa, he's he's actually, uh, you know, really uh, moving up my charts if he's hadn't stolen bases to this. Um, I'd have said, oh, they extended the game or the, the season to 200 games. That's cool. Like, uh, they, they must have given him some sort of advantage. Like, it's, like 40, it's 45 feet in between bases yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean he's in 358 during the month of July. Uh but like I said, there's games. there's no power. And remember when we were talking in early in the season and he was struggling? Um, I, I made the comment that you know there are certain guys with the ball change that mm -hmm. like go from fence scrapers to doubles hitters or fly out hitters, and, and scope was one of the guys that I was really worried about. You were um and while the ball seems to have been changed back and other guys are hitting for power, scope just isn't quite getting there. And you got to wonder, like, has his bat speed just slowed down a little bit kind of as he's gotten older that his homer power has turned into just doubles power at this point? That certainly um, could be it. It's 7% yeah. homer to fly ball rate, though. It is in half from last year. Now, to your point, though, is that the ball? Because while the ball is better from April, by the way, it's not like we are on a juicy ball. Like it, mm -hmm. it, it's like I said, it's better from April because it couldn't possibly get worse. But it's still a more pitcher favorable ball. Like the, the offensive numbers have not fixed themselves. So with somebody like Scope uh, or, or the players that you're talking about like that, does that lack of power manifest in lowered homer to fly ball rates that we should not expect to regress? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I don't think it's – I think he's one of those guys that, yeah, he probably will have another week or two, like, where he, like, is out of his mind playing well. But um, I think those, for him, may be fewer and far between because he just doesn't have prodigious power um, in the way maybe other guys do uh, or that he did earlier on in his career. We're talking yeah. about a guy who's, you know, max exit velocity is down, like, five miles an hour this year and barrel, per per barrel percentage is down. Um you know, and you mix that with a park that isn't super favorable to hitters to begin with, no. and uh, and a new ball that's just taking a little bit of the oomph off the ball for him. And I think you got a guy that probably should be cut 
in all formats. It's hard because he's, again, these guys, he's not just multi-position eligible, he's eligible at corner and middle, mm -hmm. um, which makes him perfect to kind of fill, you know, four different positions in your lineup. Uh, but and now I, he's stealing. Yeah, I, 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 that, I think we should Miguel Cabrera got a stolen base the other know, night. Like, third. He stole yeah, third. Yeah, he's third. Yeah, it was like, amazing. He just like you know, I was watching the replay of it, and he's like, he just decided, I'm going. Like, the I'm, throw get, going. a good throw gets him by a mile. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just so everyone. Or I will tell you, over picture paying attention at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Just steps off, turns around. Um, scope, hundred percent rostered in main event still. I'm surprised. And, and I think he's been dropped, though. I think people have yes, been. Yes, I think so, too. Um, I think maybe even in our league. Yeah, he was cut mm -hmm. on 7-3 and picked up on 7-10 in our league. Mm -hmm. So he was recently cut. Jonathan Scope was. So, you know, I totally hear everything you're saying with the with the power. And, and I remember when you said that early in the season, you mentioned Jamer Candelario as another guy. And look what he's been doing. He has even mm -hmm. less power than Scope. He is much more of a doubles guy. And he's been fluttering a bit too with uh, with just six homers, a 191 average for Jamer. He's not on our list, but like he's another guy like that. So, you know, when Scope gets going, and like you said, he is kind of going so far this month without the pop yet. But when he gets going, he's obviously electric. I'm fine picking him up, you know, when, during a hot streak. But my, my power expectations have come down. Until I start seeing that homer to fly ball number regress, I, I, I'm fully convinced by your concerns for the power. Well, part of the problem uh, okay. with yeah. even with like this hot streak in July, where you know, like I said, he's hitting 358, his fly ball rate is only 22%. So that's line drives and ground balls that are just, yeah. you know, he's, he's probably had a nice BABIP too to go with it. So, mm -hmm. you know, Scope has had some supplemental value with stolen bases. And I'll take us into our next guy, Nicky Lopez, who Jonathan Scope is matching in stolen bases this year. Not sure uh, too many saw that. You know, Lopez had the breakout season last year. He hit 300 with 22 steals in 23 attempts. And, uh, you know, it earned him some some fantasy juice this year. It has not uh, held up. It seems as though the 347 BABIP was the, the main driver there. And he was very successful on the bases this year. Five for seven. BABIP back down from 347 to 280. Uh, and he's hitting 240 again. So, Nicky Lopez, was he a flash in the pan, or is there regression coming back his way? He's a 301 career Babbitt, but the 347 last year was far and away a career best for Nicky Lopez. What say you about his second half? I think his second half is going to be better and closer to, from a hitting standpoint, closer from uh, to what we saw last year. You look over what he's doing over the last month and his own contact, is like 93, 94%. Uh, like, he's going back to being the guy that he was, and he really struggled early on in the season. Like, I almost was wondering, like, does he have, like, an eye issue? Because he cannot, like, you know, he's a guy who's made 90% zone contact in his career. So we're talking about, like, one of the elite guys in terms of zone contact. Um, and last year was fantastic for him. Uh he went down to like 70 percent 77 72 percent like in the you know first month or so and we're now then we're talking about a guy who's way below league average at mm -hmm. it um and has no pop um my bigger concern with lopez is when he is getting on base he's not running he only has seven stolen yeah. base attempts this year and he's five for seven it feels like the royals once um, Mondesi went down. Went well. We're now without Mondesi. We're not a running team. Um, yeah, they like and of all the people to get slowed down. You wouldn't have thought Nicky Lopez would get like a yellow light put on him to where he only has seven attempts because Bobby Witt has twenty. Whit Merrifield has sixteen. So it seems more specific with Lopez. Now, part of it might be the two ninety five uh, OBP, of course. But I wonder if there's something about Nicky Lopez that is perfect, you know, has made them slow him down right now. That part is really interesting to me that he is, he's just not taking the volume of runs at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do I think things are going to get better? I do. Um, but do I think that he's going to, and here's the thing, like, and we've seen this with Montessi over the last few years, right? Like guys who are fast and can steal a, a bunch of bases 
can change their value at the end of the season just dramatically oh, I mean, by a hot Birdie. month. Yeah, John Birdie is like is a great example, right? So, like, I don't want to bury a guy like this, but it also, um, I you know, like the 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 floor is a lot lower than I had expected it. To yeah, be. and look, I, I was not a I was not a Nicky Lopez guy. There's no. no no shot that I was buying into this profile. This is not the kind of profile I like so. This is kind of where I was with him, um, so I'm not that surprised. That said, I'm not going to be foolish enough to just ignore him completely. If I need steals, Nicky Lopez is still somebody I'm going to keep tabs on, especially in a 10 or 12 where he's definitely on the wire. You can at least keep him on your watch list, and if you need steals and he starts to, to you know trend upward, you can jump on. But I'm not really going for Nicky Lopez in any sort of league right now on any sort of buy low right now. It's hard not to look at 2021 and just see it as the clear positive outlier. Yeah, I mean, I picked him up. I think is it an R main or um, yeah, I picked him up in R main. Um, okay, when did you do that? I think yeah, a week or two ago. I can't remember exactly. Now, you're gonna probably point this out, but one of the reasons you likely did is because he's second, third, and short. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. That's he's triple nice. eligible. Um, and so, if you're dealing with a lot of injuries, or you just want added flexibility to your roster, like he, mm-hmm. you know, he's worth a reserve pick. Like, I mean, he could easily steal 20 plus bases the rest of the way. So, um, and stolen bases is one of the spots in our league, especially like that super bunch. So, you know, a guy who adds 10 or 15 stolen bases to your team could help you win a league. So, uh, as Scott Jenstad knows, with yeah. his 23 stolen bases from fucking john birdie so although his stomach dropped uh earlier this week when he went out unfortunately mm-hmm. although he did leave a parting gift even in the game he went out and hopefully everything's okay with birdie's groin but he did steal a base in that time now i want to say that uh you're familiar with the uh, the sb opportunity percentage that baseball mm-hmm. hq has yeah. so I don't have a perfect frame of reference here, so I don't know if a four-point drop is devastating or not. I don't think it is because um, in 2020 it was 12%. Last year it was 14 This year it's 10%. So he doesn't have as many opportunities, but I don't think that explains why Nicky Lopez has only run seven times. Yeah, right? it just seems weird. It's not that crazy, or is it? Or do you have a frame of reference? I have no frame of reference. I don't know what, I'd have, I don't know what I'd average have, is. Yeah, I'd, ha- I'd have to look, but... Um, it just seems weird that the team stopped running so much. Now they've started picking back up. If you look over the last 30 days, they're like fifth in the league in terms of stolen bases. Uh, Kansas city Royals are, so they're getting, they're getting back on. So the grind. it seems like they're getting back to running. So maybe that means that, and with Lopez hitting better, you know, he's hitting, you know, 300 over the last month. Um, you know, maybe he gets, uh, gets kind of back going, um, you know, and stealing bases, but just, you know, it's just disappointing to see a guy that, you know, I mean, was just 18th round pick in our league. He was cut. Nikki, this is still Nikki Lopez. We're talking about, mm-hmm. he was cut on four seventeen. So yeah. Jason Gill, a good player, smart guy said, I'm out after 10 days. And he has not looked back because he, he was not wrong. Uh, a week later, what what was I thinking? Picked him up for forty two. He cut him on. Uh, picked him up on April twenty fourth. Cut him on six twelve. He sat out there for almost a month, and then you picked him up on seven three. Yeah. Nicky Lopez for four dollars, which that can't hurt you no matter how that goes. Yeah, over the last month he's hitting three oh five, but he has three stolen base attempts, and he's one for two in those three stolen bases attempts, oh. or one for three. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, it's just pain. that's. You know, he's he's hitting the ball well right now. I think quietly, yeah. like I think he's worth, especially if you need batting average, like I think he, you know, or stolen bases, like I think he's worth taking the gamble on, especially in a deeper format. But even a twelve with a triple eligibility makes sense as kind of a bench fill-in guy. Um, but the problem is he's gotta start running to make himself worth anything. Otherwise he's, you know, a probably worse version than Luis Rise. Yeah, I mean, because the batting average uh, isn't even there right now, so it's like a worse well, it is version. over the last month. I well, mean, over the last it, month, yeah. but right now maybe it's like a worse version of Stephen Kwan. Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, let's go back to my Tigers and talk about Spencer Torkelson. Um, the last time we talked about him was back in mid-May on our buy low or no go hitters, 
I actually don't remember where we came out on him. I probably would have remained positive because I've, I've been pretty positive. And we actually talked about Nikki Lopez in that same episode. Um, I've been positive in that I believe that Torque is a full major leaguer. I don't really see the value in sending him back to AAA, despite how much he's struggling. But I'm not as bullish uh, going forward for the rest of this year, just based on what we've seen. The simple fact is, while while the plate skills are fine, his demeanor, from what I can observe, which is limited, of course, what I see during the games or whatever, uh, seems fine for a major leaguer. But he's just not striking the ball that well. Like the simple fact is, Torque's power just hasn't been there. Thirty-eight percent hard hit. 7% barrel rate, those are both below league average. And while I do f- firmly believe in him long-term, you know, I'm not as uh, I'm not as gung-ho for this year. What say you about the rest of uh, Spencer Torkelson's season? For a while, I maintained that he'd have a summer heater. I'm less certain of that now. Yeah, I mean, he's putting the ball on the ground like 44% of the time. Uh, as opposed to just a thirty-eight percent fly ball percentage, and it's not hard. If you, he's, if, yeah, he's if it was not hard grounders. I would at least say he's smashing the ball. Mm-hmm. He's but getting he's a even... little bit unlucky in balls in play. Like yeah. his XBA is like two thirty-eight. Um, like so, like he should be hitting a little bit better. But like you said, like he's just not hitting well. Like I mean, even if even if he was hitting two thirty-eight, you'd be disappointed considering like you know that's come with five home runs this year this is yeah. a guy that you thought was going to be like a middle of the order power bet um and it just something's in the water in detroit like it's just bro it's you know, bad uh, you feel bad for like just tigers fans in general right now because there was such a bright future it seemed in this that year. Yeah. and this year might be the beginning of it um and then, you know, Mize goes down, uh, you know, uh, Javier Baez, like, completely forgets it's how to terrible. hit, like, after signing that deal. Like, you know, there, I remember, like, after Baez signed the deal, uh, and people were like, and I think you were one of them, like, people were, like, really wanting Correa. Um, and I was all like, don't worry about it. This is going to look way better than a Correa deal. Uh, I was I, wrong. I, I got sold on it. I was like, okay, I get it. This is cheaper. He's still an elite defender. And I will say, by the way, the defense is still there. Yeah. He's so still wild. a premium athlete. And that's yeah. the crazy part. It's just, but like every part of the profile that we've talked about is like red flags in terms of like how he approaches um, in at bat uh, has like all come to fruition this season. Like, absolutely. In, at all at the same time, like he. Has a poor plate approach. He swings wildly, um, you know, um, and it, you know, he, he swings over the top of shit. And like, it's just, I just don't, like, you almost want to send him down, but you can't send down the guy you just gave, like, a <laughs> just fucking dude. seven year, you just $180 million contract or whatever it was. The, um, the AL learned, though, because he's facing. 35% sliders, the most of his career. What was the NL doing for all those years? Just force feed him sliders. Javi Baez will strike out his pitch value, like uh, like how he does mm-hmm. against them in, in the form of pitch value, minus 11.2 on sliders. Like that for those you don't have to have a frame of reference for pitch values that's very 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 bad yeah to be like he's just getting owned on that and i know we started this on torque but yeah bias could have been on this list because he's been a nightmare himself and righties it, it's the righties it's the righty sliders 179 233 18 against lefty or against righties this year excuse, excuse me against righties and the sliders are are what they're feeding him constantly so yeah, pitchers are I, only throwing in the zone 34.6%. Why would you? Because he you swings outside have. of the zone almost 50% of the time. And he's got a 19% swinging strike rate by SS. Like, this is. It was uh, only a one year deal, right? No. This is. Hey, at least he'll be a, like a premium defender for you guys. Yeah. Well, sweet. We got John McDonald for the next five years. <laughs> oh, awesome. what a pull. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's like, he's a fun face. <laughs> hey. He's awesome, dude. Like I still, I, I still love Javi, even though he's not good right now. Uh, we, we could, we could just, yeah, just put him on the rundown. He's, right. very, yeah. he's very easy to root for. Um, he's a fun but guy, he's, yeah, nice guy. 
Going back to Torkelson. Yeah, like, go back to Torque. Where, where are you at on him the rest of this year? Because long term, I think we're both. I'm still in. Are you still in long term? I'm in long term for sure. Like if someone's trying to sell low in a dynasty league or anything like yeah. that, I'm I'm, I'm buying. In. But as as of this year, like there's very little in the profile, and things can change. A guy with his talent level, like all of a sudden he could go on a heater, and you're like, oh man, like he hits ten home runs in a month or something like that. And mm-hmm. you go, okay, he just salvaged a season, um, and that that is in the profile for sure. Yeah. That being said, like I don't know how he's rosterable in any format at this point. Exactly, like, and for outside a while, of only. For a while, I didn't want to let him go because of exactly what you're talking about—that potential heater. But now I, I ended up letting him go. I think Colin and I are going to let him go this week. Uh, he saved himself with a Sunday homer the other day, and we had other cuts. But it's to the point where I'm like, okay, he might do that. I'm going to have to either buy it back off the wire or just not get it from Torque if he does have that eight to 10 homer months. So I, I'm still bullish long-term, short-term, not so much until we see a change. Let's go to your boy, Brandon Marsh, who um, started off the season pretty well. Is you just, not... just skipping all the other guys? We just Wait, oh, did hang on. Did my uh, player list order them differently? Yes, it did. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, my player, I made a little board with all these guys. It, it oh, Marsh okay. after Torque. Excuse me on that. Yeah, let's stay with the Tigers. We can just do half the Tigers team. I I, I moved yeah, Baez we, we, up. Yeah, there. we already did Baez. <laughs> so now there's Robbie Grossman. And I guess I'll, I'll just go with this. First off, were you in on him with the with the steals last year? I okay, was. So, so you're getting burned by this. Uh, yeah. Then the second question. Well, is, I'm not getting burned by it anymore because I dropped him. Like I, got him. I, yeah, I, I don't like you at all. I, I was I like, hey, here, Scott Jen said you pick him up, and then you Scott Jen said just dropped him this week. Um, Does Robbie Grossman get going after a trade? He has to be traded. Like there's no universe where he's not traded. I don't know that he is traded, but um, I, I think, think he. So. I think he should. They really like Robbie Grossman. Like he. Well, this is this is the second year of the deal, though. Like, why would know. they keep him? Why Why the Tigers doing half the things they're doing? I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you one way he might not be traded though is if the outfield market is just too much better elsewhere, and people and like you know the music stops and nobody has a spot for him. That yeah. could be it for Grossman. I started the. Uh, I started piecing together the team needs and the team players that are going to be available for our, our trade preview next week. And maybe there's just too many outfielders available and then nobody wants Grossman. So you might be yeah, right there. There, I mean, I think he'll probably get traded. It would make a lot of sense. Like you said, it's a glass he year of his, his deal. The problem is if he gets traded, is he an everyday player somewhere Exactly. That's I don't know that he part. is. I think, no, he, I think he's likely like, um, a part-timer or maybe just a straight-up bench guy that only plays two days a week. I agree. Um, given, you know, and he doesn't play center, so, like, it's not like he adds premium defense or anything like that. Um, and his OBP isn't there this year to mm-hmm. add that. I mean, it is a 103-point split, so if he gets the batting average up, like, it's, it's still there with the 12% walk rate for Robbie Grossman. Like, there are still positives, but the, the question is, like, is the batting average going to come up? Because it's not a BABIP related. He, is hitting, he has a 297 really? BABIP. That's 10 points off his career mark. Why is Robbie Grossman only hitting 205, Justin? Um, uh, you have to wonder, like, was last year just a fluke? Like, um, I don't know. Like, I mean, he's not doing anything in the plate skills that tells me, like, hey, like, oh, he, he's, you know, swinging out to the zone a ton. Or he's just not making contact within the zone. Like, he's... He's kind of in line with where he was last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, part of the difference is like the max exit velocity is down five miles an hour. Um, and I think, you know, his barrel percentage is down again, uh, you know, in the same way that Jonathan Scope is down from like last year, it was at 7.6%. This year, it's at 3.8%. I think he's one of these guys. I think he's one of these guys like Jonathan Scope that is just a fence scraper and now with the ball change, even though it's gotten better, it hasn't gotten that much better um, for a guy like him. And, you know, a lot of the things that we're seeing going over the fence last year or hitting the fence last year are now stopping warning track or, or stopping halfway through the outfield. in that park too. Like you mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, that, that park, that park sucks for hitting. You don't want to hit in America, especially in center. Actually they're down the right field or down the left field line, I think is, is good, but the rest of it, is tough and Grossman, you know, he's not running. He spiked that 20 steal season. That's why most people bought him because he's a kind of a steady Eddie everywhere else. 
Mm-hmm. And oh wow, he started running. The Tigers are going to let him run. For me, like you know, you were able to get him in like the eleventh, twelfth round mm-hmm. as a twenty twenty candidate. Like I mean, yep. how many you know? And all you have to do is pair him with Akil Badu, and you're fine, right? <laughs> you're golden, dude. And and all you know, Andrew Benatendi, right? Like and you're he, set, and, and you're just set, yeah. baby. Akil Badu back in the main. I, I was at, at that main event. I was like when I when I was looking at my outfield of. Brian Reynolds, Andrew Benatendi, um, Alex, Verdugo. Alex Verdugo, and uh, and Robbie Grossman. I was like, dude, I'm set. I'm I'm gold. set. This team is awesome. I might be a little I'll, short on power, but I'm fine. I'll, I'll, like, I'll take my sixty homers from whoa. four guys. Let's go. What the hell? Like, I mean, hey, but your your team your team is still very much in contention. Our our, our standings are wild. I needed a yeah. uh, I I needed a pep talk the other day. I was like, damn, dude, I freaking I dropped a million points. I'm in 14th. I don't know what's going on. You're like, nah, dude, our standings are crazy. You're fine. Appreciated the pep talk, by the way. The very next day, I gained 12 points. Uh, you lost only two, but we were eighth and ninth. Yeah, uh, somehow. Some, somehow I was in first place on Sunday, and now I am in eighth place. After only losing, like, four points. Our league yeah. is wild. Yeah, it really uh, is, and it's going to take a long time to settle. It's nowhere near settled. It's going to be decided in the last month. This is going to be. I think so. I, um, I think the last two weeks, like, yeah. or maybe even the very last week, like it's it, it's coming down to it. It's going to be wild, and maybe Robin Grossman will decide. Again, but I doubt. Like it. we talked about on was it Tuesday? Uh, don't give up in your league. Like these no. standings. Like I, you know, I just went. Like I said, went from first place. I had like 108 points or something. Um, and now I'm in, you know, five days later, I'm in eighth place with like 86 or 85 points or something like that. Like, and it's not like you had a bunch of bad events. No, I, I it, didn't it's... have a bad, any bad, like, you know, my team isn't hitting like, you know, my body weight. It's hitting closer to your body weight right now. But um, like, I, I shouldn't have dropped that many points. It's just the standings are still really fluid. Like, you know, yeah. and, and like, and like we mentioned, people are going to start moving to football. Um, in a lot of leagues, people will not pay attention during Fab this weekend because it's the beginning of the All Star break. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you could get bargains this week. Yeah, like depending this... on your league. I don't think our league, like we have the people that no. are in our league, we're not getting bargains. But generally speaking, mm-hmm. you can snake some bargains around this time. And like you said, people are going to start going to football. It just happens. Like you know, even people in the industry who are obviously going to yep. continue to care about their baseball teams. I'm not saying like 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 a Vlad Settler is going to be not caring about his teams of course he is but as football creeps in they have to divide their attention they have to they divide, have their, to attention. divide their attention um and there, there are going to be people who completely i mean look at serious xm like they completely move over to football yeah you know around this mandated by the way too i don't know that well, wait, the because there's, there's more money in uh, no, and sure I, I, I get it i get it because mm-hmm. football is so popular they want yeah. them talking about it in like February. <laughs> yeah. They, they want them to like oust baseball by February, but uh, no, you, things are going to start shifting the football hard and you can take advantage of that. Even if you play football, fine, do, do get your uh, uh, lists ready and everything, but do not quit on your baseball team. The summer is the time to move. Let's continue yep. on our list here. Now we get to Randall Gritchuk in Colorado. Listen, I fell for this. I thought, you know, hey, he's going to Colorado, a quality power hitter, like just a solid hitter going to Colorado. He's going to get inflated. This will be great. Instead, he's been like a pure Coors guy in that every ounce of his good work is in Coors, and he's an unplayable slug on the road. Um, he has an eight. And that's here's the problem, too. His Coors work isn't that great. 804 OPS at home is like fine. But when you have a 520 on the road like Randall Grichuk does, you wind up with a combined 681 and you're on a lot of waiver wires. Do we just uh, do we just overrate Grichuk going to Colorado or is he not getting the full benefits of that wonderful place to hit? No, I think we overrated <laughs> him and, yeah. and Coors. And this, like- this shows that, the, that that stadium does not make a player. You have to be good. Yeah, and I think people like just automatically think cores and power, and then that's not actually the case. Like, it's not like a home run hitter haven. What it does, what it has, is like they enlarge that outfield, and it's it really, a hits haven. It's, it's a hits haven. Um, and so, like in that regard, I'm a little surprised. Like he's still hitting 247 because I mean, this is a guy who's hitting 241. 
uh, last year in Toronto. And, and so you would expect the BABIP, the BABIP has been up compared to last year and compared to previous uh, seasons as well, but it hasn't been up in the way that you would think would be like carrying him to like a 280, 290 batting average with the power. Um, I don't know, man. Like he's hitting like 53% ground balls. Like it's that's the biggest problem with Grinchuk. Like, hey man, you're in the wrong spot to be doing that. And it's a major change. So it leads me to ask you 40% up to 53%, a 13 point jump over Grinchuk's career mark on the ground ball. Is he nursing something? Is he nicked? He could be. I mean, that would, I mean, that would make a lot of sense. Um, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's starting to trend back the other way, but, like, very, very little. Like, he's still 48%. I feel like he's lost. Like, I honestly, yeah. I just, I, I feel like he is trying to swing his way out of things. He's making good contact, you know, in terms of his zone contact percentage. Like, 88% zone contact percentage is 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 above league average, right? It's it's getting close to that 90% that we really want to see and we'd love to see. Um, but, yeah, I just... He's sitting the ball hard right now. Like, I wonder if like things are gonna slowly like it's not gonna be like a drastic change where we go. Oh look, in July he really put it together or something yeah. like that. But if it's like just gonna slowly trend up to the point where he is a like a usable guy in August and September, but not like winning your leagues. Like so, I mean, in that sense, you could probably drop him honestly if you you know I've got him in Tout Wars. I spent two hundred and twenty-two dollars on him oh, damn. in Fab because no, we you know we draft so early, yeah. And then he got traded, and I was all like, "Hey, this is a potential thirty home run bat now in Coors. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm gonna go aggressive and hope that I got a guy that's really gonna carry my offense. And all he's done is <laughs> just wrecked me. He is um, not carrying it. I've got so much offense in this league. I just need to trade it for pitching, and nobody will trade with me. How dare they? They don't want you to win. They don't want you to be great, Justin. So, yeah, I understand Grichuk getting cut. You know, because he's in Coors, whenever there's a Coors uh, series or week coming up, mm-hmm. I imagine that he'll start to garner some attention uh, and keep an eye on him. But you don't need to hold him. I'm not sure. I think it's only because it's Coors, but um, I'm not sure that Grichuk needs to be 100% rostered at the NFBC or at the main event, I should say. I mean, I know you. I know you said like there's a stark difference, but did you say the actual? I don't know. Did you say the actual numbers of what his home road splits are? Yeah, uh, the eight hundred four was it five ninety two on the road? Yeah, I mean he's hitting five twenty on the road, two ninety five at home and one eighty uh, one eighty five <laughs> on the road. Like it's that's um, crazy, and not enough power at home though, because two ninety five is obviously great, but just seven home runs. Yeah, like uh, I need. If, if he had a 950 OPS at home, that's something we can work with because then at least we're just playing Grichuk at home. But right now, that like 804 at home, well, who cares? 520 on the road, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. So, yeah, Grichuk, you know, at the very least, reserve him. If you want to hang on to him because it's a Rocky and you like to have a piece of the Colorado offense, okay, but at least reserve him because you're taking a beating right now. Uh, now we get to Brandon Marsh. Sorry, my like I said, my my – Board was out of order versus uh, how I wrote him on the rundown. Your boy Brandon Marsh, it's all the strikeouts, right? I mean, we don't have to complicate it, but I, I still need to get your thoughts on it. Six homers, seven steals. Not too bad if you double that up, at, which you can and can at this point. He literally has 81 games. It's still dangerous to do that, but it would he's pacing toward 12 and 13 or 12 and 14, which is a ho-hum, decent uh, season, double-double. But he's striking out 36% of the time, Justin, with only a 6% walk rate. That's too much swing and miss. Can Brandon Marsh recover from it? He's, he struck out in a similar clip last year. Is this who he is, or is there light at the end of the tunnel to fix this for Marsh? Oh, man, this is hard. because I, you, Like you said, he is my boy. Um, I love this guy. And and he's, I he's do love this guy. And things have started, like the underlying numbers, they've started to like get a little bit better. But they're still bad. They're still bad. Like, um, like there isn't anything under the hood where I go, hey, this is what we can hold on to. Um, other than the fact that he is a very good defensive player. Um, and that so helps with playing time. That helps with playing time a little bit. 
but from an offense perspective, he's got a, you know, like a 79% zone contact uh, rate. He's swinging outside the zone 37% of the time. Um, you know, swing strike rate is high. Uh, when he is making contact, a lot of it's going on the ground. He's not mm-hmm. hitting the ball with a ton of power. Like, um, there's nothing really in the profile that tells me that things are going to get better. It really isn't. Yeah. And I think you, if you are still rostering him, you should, should have already moved on. But if you haven't, please do. Yeah. I, I mean, that again, that's coming from one of the biggest Marsh super fans that you can find. He's 79% in the main event, but is available in ours. And I, I got to say, I think our league's doing it right. I'm not sure that he needs to be rostered. 79% seems high for what Marsh is doing, but I imagine it's the power and the speed combo that keeps him on some rosters with the seven yeah. stolen bases and six. I mean, numbers, so he's hitting 223 right now for the season, and he's actually getting lucky on balls and play. He's not <laughs> one of these guys who's getting unlucky. No, he's not like getting like super lucky, but like his yeah. XBA is actually lower than his actual BA. Like he is That's crazy. Um, there, there's nothing in this profile that tells me things are gonna change for the better. Yeah, I, I can't see it either right now with uh, with Brandon Marsh. So if you're hanging on, you're hanging on for some faith, you know, more than anything else, prospect faith, because there's nothing in the numbers that's going to get you no, going. He's, he's, he's getting beat on fastballs and then he's swinging at stuff that breaks. Like he, you know, like he's that's a he, rough combo. Yeah. Like he, he, he's just getting beat. Like he, he, he honestly, he needs to go back to AAA. And rework some things because he's just getting beat by every pitcher. Yeah, thirty-six percent strikeout rate is just—it's yeah. egregious. It's the second highest on this list behind this next guy, but this guy has proven that he can have some success with egregious strikeout rates because he walks a ton and has prodigious power. And that's Joey Gallo. These last four guys here are more in the star to superstar class that are struggling, whereas the, those other guys were more mid-tier players. But Joey Gallo only has ten homers. 29 runs, 21 ribbies, two steals, 15% walk rate, which is brilliant, but 38% Ks and a 164 batting average for Joey Gallo. Yes, the BABIP is low. That's kind of his game, though, because he hits the ball in the air over 50% of the time. So you can't even say, like, oh, the BABIP's going to regress. It's at 231 versus a career 261. I don't even think those 30 points would, would make his batting average palatable. He's at 164 right now. So what do you do with him, Justin? We know what we know what to expect with Joey Gallo, but this is the very worst of this otherwise extreme profile. Is Joey Gallo somebody that you see a second half surge coming from, especially after he wasn't very good in New York last year either? Um, absolutely not. Um, so he has a seventy-four percent zone contact rate. Yikes! I mean, that's ten percent below league average. Like. Um, he swings, you know, he swings out. He doesn't swing out of the side of the zone like a ton because he's got such a good eye, but he just can't make contact. Like he, he and, and pitchers are going like, Oh wait, I can just throw it down the middle. Like yeah. the, the, what's 60, he going to do? He, his first pitch strike rate has gone up like 7% this year. Cause pitchers are just going, um, I'm just going to lay it in there. And like, if you do make contact, it's not going to leave the park because the power isn't. Uh, I don't know why the power is like gone from his bat, but like he doesn't have produced power. He has not had a month this season in which he's had more than eleven hits. Are you serious? I am absolutely serious. <laughs> Go look at his splits month to month. Oh like God. he does not. Yeah, and he and he. You know, the first two months were each 11 hits 11 on the button and, and yep. he hasn't hit double digits since then like like he's just not good and um yeah this is like there's there's no in no world like he should not be rostered in al only right now like that's he should like, not be started in it i think he's still got a roster i, I wouldn't roster him I, it is bad. It is bad. And if the name wasn't on there, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. I think it's fair to divorce from the name and just say, hey, this is what we've got. This is the guy that he's been. And it's not just this year. It's 58 games last year in New York. Now, as a Yankee, he's got 131 games. He, he's going to end up as a bench bat for the Yankees because, yeah, because they're going to they, get somebody. Yeah, because like he like he doesn't even offer like great defensive value anymore. Like His defense hasn't been good. Like, oh, like, it hasn't? Well, he's not. He's not even playing center. 
Yeah, like I just I I don't understand like why like he could he, he could get DFA'd on this team. Yo, that'd be no, nah, they they could trade him for something, don't you think? Who's trading for this? Like maybe yeah. if they eat the whole contract. Oh, no, he's a free agent. Never mind. He's a free agent. He's a free agent. He's a free agent. I thought if he had team control. No, he's free no, agent. Yeah, right. he, he's right. going to be a free agent. Like he, You're right. D- DFA is a possibility. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, he's just... it, life comes at you fast. And this is why I really don't like this type of profile either. This, this is the power version of the rabbit for me. Uh, it's that all or nothing. Now, it's not exactly the same because the problem with rabbits, as our own Jeff Zimmerman points out, is that those players are often bad baseball players. Like those guys that that have speed and nothing else, they're just bad hitters. I don't think Gallo's a full-on bad hitter, but the all-or-nothing problem with his profile, this is what happens. When I will walk really back south. my defensive comment, though. He's, I guess a little better defensively okay. than okay. than I thought. Uh, I was just but, saying he wasn't playing center, which is usually where he can get a leg up mm-hmm. is to add cent- center field value, but Judge is playing there. Judge is a brilliant defender, too. So, okay, so the defense has been fine, but nothing else has been for Gallo. And I agree with you that he's his actively hurting them. He's actively hurting them as a, and he's actively um, hurting your fantasy team with a one sixty one average without yeah. a doubt. I mean, his yeah eighty three wrc plus. You know, striking out thirty eight percent of the time. Like, there's just nothing in this. Like, well, where do you think he ranks on the player rater overall? Overall, six hundred and seventy fourth. I love how deep you went. I wasn't. I thought you'd go too too light. No, you went a little too deep, but it's five twenty one. Uh, that's insane that's impossibly bad for joey gallo and the only thing that's saving this next guy is an extra nine steals difference between the two other than that well i guess the batting average 164 to 210 uh for cody bellinger is pretty stark so maybe I, i shouldn't try to compare them as closely just for the sake of um just for the sake of transitioning over to Bellinger. He does have 11 and 11. He's got a double-double already with 11 homers, 11 steals. and But he is hitting 210, 271, 380. Uh, we know the shoulder was a nightmare last year that caused that awful season. Is it still that? What the hell is going on with Bellinger? Is he cooked? And I, I don't just mean has he eaten 15 edibles. I mean, is he absolutely <laughs> – is he done as a star-level player? By the way, it – do, do your thing, Cody. I, I'm not throwing shade, but everyone that's kind of uh, the meme with him is that he's do, do, do your thing if you're doing well. Like, well, yeah, um, I, I don't mean do your thing while you're playing. I don't, I hope he's not actually stoned whilst playing, but uh, what's going on with him? What's going on with Bellinger? He's playing like he's stoned. Um, I mean, he kind of is, yes. Yeah. And uh, uh, he's really struggling with breaking stuff. Um, you know, he can still hit a fastball, um, but. I think T, I think there's a little bit of a scouting report that he can struggle with some of the breaking stuff. Um, I don't see a ton in the profile. It tells me it's going to get better. Uh, Are you heartened at all by the 11 and 11? That's great. Is that, is that enough for oh, you to keep him? Like we're not I think you, I, you know, I don't think you're cutting him, but like, like he's not an you, auto start either. No, he's not. Like he's a he's a he's a team streamer for a hitter. Like I'm putting Bellinger mm-hmm. in sometimes, and I'm taking him out sometimes. Well, and the hard 15, part is he doesn't have the first base eligibility anymore, so he doesn't at least give you like that multi-positional eligibility. That would um, be so much more clutch this year. And, and right? now we're talking about a guy who's like a seven-eight hitter. Like I still want yeah. a great team and see one part of that lineup. Sure. But he's no longer like hitting in the top half of the lineup uh, yeah. anymore, and so like he's going to limit his plate appearances. On top of things, um, I can understand dropping him. I don't know that I I would have a hard time pulling the trigger. Uh, but You're this talking is fifteens in fifteens. Like yeah. he, I don't know that he should be rostered in tens and twelves. He, I, I, I don't think, think he should. I think I can um, still roster him in a. 12 a 10 is tough let me see where he go ahead keep talking i'm gonna see where he ranks i think i think i think think 10 and 12 he's he's 144th on the player right that's because because of stolen bases yeah exactly Um, it's a need if you need yeah yeah exactly i mean here's the problem like there were a lot of people smart people people we respect in the industry that were like oh bellinger bounce back bellinger bounce back um the aforementioned vlad yeah 
And I think this is an example. I didn't want to say the names because because I'm about to roast them. This Vlad is an example Sandler, of mostly. this. Primarily is, Vlad yeah. no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm not. So I'm not. I love Vlad. I'm not saying Vlad, this is Vlad. But some of the people that were doing it um, was just bad process. Like there was not much in this profile. Even if you looked at what he did in the playoffs, where he got hot for a minute, like there was not. Like he got. He was that riding was with base like hits. He, he was riding with like a five thirty eight BABIP. Yeah. Um, and, and and I can look up exactly like what the BABIP was in the playoffs. Um, but like it was it was obscene like levels. Um. You know where he well, yeah, was, that, and that was after I uh, had told Nick about five hundred even Babip, yeah, in the playoffs like that. You know, and it was only one home run, um, and five stolen bases. Like he still has speed; he's still a premium athlete, but his swing is broken. Like whatever him and his father did to his swing after he won the MVP has broken that and swing. Whatever Kike did to his arm when they did, yeah, like I did their little and his uh, and maybe it is his shoulder. Um, as well, like, but like, this is like this blind, like, hey, this guy's gonna bounce back because he is a former MVP analysis that we saw. Um, this is exactly why you don't use that analysis. Baseball is a game of rhythm, um, and grooves and, and mechanics. And when you lose those mechanics and that rhythm, you're not going to rebound like just because you used to be good. Like, the whole, like, I like the whole Ron Chandler. Um, you know, once you show a skill, you own it. I believe that. Like, sure. I believe like that skill is still in there. And but that you don't you can, inherently. But you don't get, get to. Yeah, you don't get to just be gifted it just because you've shown it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's important too. Is that like okay? It doesn't just automatically come back. You have to start displaying those skills. Mm -hmm. But they may. So we'll we'll kind of see uh, what's going on with that with Bellinger. Yeah, again, team context. I understand if, if you're trying to keep him, but uh, it's it's not easy. Mm -hmm. it, it's not it's not easy. I, I have no like I said, like I don't have a problem moving on from him. Like uh, unless you like really need the stolen bases, like he's 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 not like I don't think there is a turnaround coming. Oh, I, I'm with you. I, I don't think Bellinger is a must keep. I think it's 100 percent dependent on your team. All right, next up, we got a couple more minutes here for two more. Trent Grisham. Staying out in the NL West, what what what's what's his deal, man? Uh, we're starting to get to a point now where it's like, okay, well, was he just overhyped? Is he not good? He had a he had a combo meal yesterday. Shouts to the 06010. Congrats mm -hmm. to Matthew Berry. Uh, leaving ESPN. Good luck in your future endeavors. The end of an era. Oh, are we saying congrats to leaving? Like... Oh, I, I didn't mean that in a negative way. I just meant like he's <laughs> it, not it was on it, bad terms. Yeah, he's he's leaving on his own terms. So that's what he's, I meant. He... Yeah. I think That's he's going to go start his own thing, which uh, it, uh, yeah, expand his fantasy it, lifestyle. If you're looking for a fantasy baseball analyst, I mean, oh, uh. <laughs> but no, Matt, Matt, Matthew's a legend. Uh, but yeah, mm -hmm. so I wanted to point out the combo meal there by by Grisham. I picked up Grisham in uh, in our main when you outbid when Dustin, me. Yeah, when Dustin cut him, and he hasn't been that good for me, so I, I'm not like doing backflips on that. I picked him up because the talent was there. It's power, speed. I took a shot on spiking something. He was a double-double last year, hitting 242. It wasn't the end of the world, but it wasn't what people thought. I stayed bought in on Grisham because I was like, okay, he didn't quite reach the heights that everyone wanted last year, but he's not done. He's been w much worse this year. 84 OPS plus. Is Grisham kind of uh, cooked for this year, or is there a rebound coming for him? Well, let me ask you a question. Are you going to drop him? Not yet. Okay. Well, damn, because I think his turnaround's coming. The I, last I mean, I, month are showing he's showing really, really good skills, swing outside of the zone left, making 86% zone contact. He's had five home runs, three stolen bases. He's, he's starting to show the player that he was during the breakout. Um, and the numbers, like this is like one of the guys, maybe the only guy on this list where I go, there's the this is the buy low. If someone in your league is dropping him or uh, wanting to move him, I think now's the time. He's only hitting 217 over this last month, mm -hmm. but his Babib is extremely low. He's getting really lucky on balls in play. Um, 
I think that this is uh, a guy. I don't know that we're going to see another like breakout or anything like that. Sure, but I think he is going to be what you drafted him for for the rest of this season. Oh, that'd be cool. so. Um, if you picked him up off the waiver wire like Paul did, uh, I think you are going to be uh, pleasantly rewarded uh, rest of the way. Trent Grisham is a, is one of the few guys on this list that I'm buying back. We're getting a question in the chat. Good question from Henry here. Uh, Hunter Renfro or Trent Grisham. It depends on what you need. Yeah, I got to play think, the cop out on the speed versus I think, power. I think Grisham is the more complete player from a fantasy perspective. He's, you know, he has the better chance of offering you average and stolen bases. Um, uh, but, but if you need power, Renfro's the way to go. Like, he smoked the ball last night uh, against my Giants um, late in the game where I was like, oh, man, How like good that was guy. That game, by the way. Oh, I mean, it sucked the way it ended. But I mean, it yeah, was, but, but it was, overall, it was, it was a hell of a game. game. Um, uh, better than better than my game last night in softball. And, and, <laughs> yeah, you getting and, wrecked out there. And we, we were up five runs in the last inning. We lost. Oh, um, and you got and hurt. I, and I'm sitting there on the bench. There's nothing I can do about it. Um, I roasted my outfield uh, when they came <laughs> back in. Uh, but <laughs> like no joke, someone had left a little kid's glove in, in the in the uh, dugout, and someone's all like, "Hey, whose glove is this?" I mean, it's like you know, it's like neon green. It's like yeah. tiny, and I'm like, "It's our outfield's glove." <laughs> Get that back to our outfield, right? Yeah, now, guys. yeah. Th- there's your problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love Renfro and the power he gives you, but Grisham, I think is the more complete player. So all things being equal, I go for Grisham because I think he has a better chance of hitting all the categories as opposed to one or two. Yep. Um, but again, if you need power, but if you need power, I'm going to go hard on Renfro. I wish I I had Grisham or I wish I had Renfro in my, in my main event league, you know, I should have, I should have drafted him over Ben Attendee. Yeah. Or Verdugo, right? Because you got it was just that you got a copy there. Mm-hmm. It was a clone of one another. All right, our last guy here, the, the biggest of the bunch. We kind of went in reverse order here. Nick Castellanos is disappointing. Now he's on a different level than these guys. You know, he's hitting 251 with eight homers and an interesting four steals, by the way. He had three all of last year, four ties a career high, but he's four for five. The year he stole four back in 2017, he was four for nine. Uh, but Castellanos. 251, 296, 376. That's not that's not what we're supposed to be with him. You know, he's supposed to be matching Schwarber like punch for punch. Schwarber has 28 homers. Casty has eight. What's going on? Is Casty cooked? Or do you see a second half surge? Mm, um God, you know, like there was all this talk, and I and I kind of pushed back at it. Like you're, you know, uh where people were like, "Oh, look at his anti-Casty home- talk." There was look, look at his home road splits from last year. I didn't care because um, the park he was going to. Yeah, and like, and I was like, "Oh, his power is gonna play just about everywhere." Yeah, they were better in Cincinnati, but um, like, I, I just felt like he'd be fine. Um, and it's so weird because you kind of look at what he's been doing, and like, I, I don't know why he's been as bad as I don't has either. Been. Like, I like. Like there's nothing, there's not a ton in the profile other than just a uptick in ground balls that makes me go like he should be this bad. Uh, like why does he have a six ninety OPS at home? I, I don't know. I, Philly's I, not Cincy, but it's very good. I I feel like there has just been a small kind of downcline in skills over the last few years, and maybe this is the culmination in that. Um, and he's just not the player he used to be. Doesn't mean is he's he, going to be bad. But wait a minute, though, is he one of the power guys that? And I, I'm wondering didn't that too. Quite have prodigious power. We well, thought he, he did, did have prodigious power. I, I, that, I mean, I know, I know. I'm, I'm only asking. I'm actually not su- saying it firmly. I'm asking you uh, because I don't know. I don't. I don't think he is. I always no, saw because him he's, as... think he's not hitting the ball hard. Is the problem like he is? 28 percent hard hard percentage on so he's not uh, delivering the same power and yeah. not getting enough homers like his, his hard power hit, is down his hard hit percentage is down 12 percent from last year oh okay, like he's he's just huge. not hitting the ball hard. you i wonder if there's an injury or something or something nagging um uh 
But yeah, yeah, 47 to 35. That's a big dip in hard hit rate for Nick Castellanos. Yeah. Barrel rate down 11 to 8%. Three points is a lot yeah. when 8% is average. So, But like his yeah. max exit velocity is just one mile up an hour you know, per hour, like uh, smaller. I just difference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you might be right about something nagging him too with casting. I, I do wonder if something is nagging him. And because just... still, nothing else makes a whole lot of sense right yeah. now. Philly fans get at us. If the, if you're seeing something on the day to day, but I'm looking at this profile here and it doesn't add up to the suckiness that Castellanos yeah. has had. You should let be better. Ask, let me ask you this. Then you're going to buy, would you buy blindly on track record for the second half? I don't think I would, um, okay. and I and I'm a big Castellanos guy. Yeah, like, that's I, why I I'm surprised that you. I, I don't. No. I don't. I, th I think if you buy, you are buying blindly, and I don't know that there's enough in the profile. Like nothing is bad necessarily, like awful in the profile necessarily, other than like the hard hit percentage being down. But like you know, his zone contacts around where it usually is and actually is uh, above league average for the last month. Um, but like, there's nothing like that like really pokes out at me and goes, Hey, this is a buy low opportunity in the way that I think Grisham looks like he's, I will he's say starting though, to turn things around. That makes it a, 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 you know, maybe a cheaper buy low because there aren't arrows pointing underneath mm -hmm. the hood that say, this is going to fix. I'll tell you what, if I was in the lower half of the league and I'm not hail Mary, Mary Ing, uh, I'm not going on hail Mary's yet, but I'm like starting to try to make some moves that could be, higher impact Casty's somebody i might go for let's say i'm in eighth in a league and i'm like you know a little bit power devoid i think i would take a shot on Casty and hope that the second half comes around it is a blind bet but that's how a buy low works sometimes it's not always uh you know obvious signs that point to the rebound sometimes you bet on a track record and you see what's up because i can't quit Casty yet man it's the first year of a big deal which is usually something i lay off of that's why i don't have Casty on a bunch of teams but I'm not out on him. He's going to be extremely cheap next year, and I'll be in. Yes, I'll definitely be in next year. If he, if he follows up this first half with a second half similar to it and doesn't rebound, Casty will be cheap, and you and I will be fighting for him in drafts for yeah. sure. By the way, Henry asked a follow-up there between Connor Joe and Trent Grisham. Um, again, I'm going to have to go toward the team needs. If you just need overall offense, I'm still going to go Grisham mm -hmm. because of the power speed. But actually, wait. Connor Joe has six steals. I didn't know he was six of eight. Yeah. I'm gonna go Connor Joe by a shred. I'm gonna go barely Connor Joe. I love I love T Grish, but I didn't realize Connor Joe was running a bit. Yeah, I think I'd go Grisham. Or okay. I could go it's, either way, honestly. It, 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 uh, you that know, one's really I'm gonna close. I'm gonna go Connor Joe. My my three year old just walked by my office and I, I, And you don't know why? It's seven thirty in the morning. I don't I don't I don't know what's well, going we're, on. Well we're we're ending, so you can go figure out yeah. why your roaming child is is as uh you know, hanging out out there. In, in, Maybe they in heard about her, Nick Castellanos. And in like, her, hey. yeah, in her jammies. I do not see an adult anywhere. That's yeah. You not should a, go handle that. So yeah, uh, are you are you going with Jason this weekend? I I think so. Yeah. Okay. So look for a Sunday episode. But I hope you have a good weekend. I hope your hamstring feels better. Go get your baby, Justin. Yeah. Uh, this this is not good. But hey, take it easy. Bye. <laughs>